for an inside look at the state's biggest footy league, it's the Monday Waffle. Bulldogs win and the 2021 Waffle Grand Final is set in stone. I'm your host today, Julian Vicentini. I may be a lone soldier in studio today, but that doesn't matter. The whole Waffle community is going to be getting around the Waffle Grand Final next Saturday. It's the Subiaco Lions taking on the South Fremantle Bulldogs. And we've got a massive show here on the Monday Waffle. We're going to review the preliminary final between Claremont and the Bulldogs, which was played yesterday. And our Monday Waffle reporter, Daniel Litchens, is going to provide us with a special interview later on in the podcast. You don't want to miss this. And just quietly, when you think footy was done with the AFL Grand Final, the spectacle that was at Optus Stadium on Saturday night, wrapping up. We've mentioned it numerous times on this podcast in the prior weeks. The Waffle Grand Final being played the week after the AFL Grand Final, which just means footy isn't done here in Western Australia. So how good is that? Let's get into the podcast. So preliminary final action at Fremantle Community Bank Oval yesterday between the Bulldogs and the Tigers in South Fremantle getting the Chockeys 6 goals 7-43 to Claremont 4 goals 8-32. What a low scoring occasion this was. It was the lowest score in a preliminary final combined with just the 75 points from the both sides. It was the lowest ever winning score with the Bulldogs winning with the 43 points and the lowest score by the Claremont Tigers with 32 points. Now, at halftime, Claremont were just on the three behinds against the Bulldogs in the preliminary final, which was the lowest ever halftime score in a preliminary final in the Waffle. Those stats, thank you to Waffle Footy Facts on Twitter. The previous lowest ever preliminary final score was two goals, three, 15 by East Perth, who took on Claremont back in 1939. So... Some low-scoring action yesterday in the preliminary final in the Waffle. Callan England was only kept to one touch at half-time. He kicked four goals last week against West Perth and was a pivotal force in that comeback win by Claremont. But, yeah, so Callan England only had the one touch to half-time. But the interesting part about this game was that three-quarter time, the Bulldogs were 6-7-43 to Claremont, zero goals, eight eight behinds, hadn't kicked a goal until three-quarter time. Then a couple of goals by Jai Bolton, Callan England stepped up, and Claremont got this back down to 11 points in the last term, but it wasn't enough with the last term. Claremont kicking four goals straight, South Fremantle not kicking anything, but they still walked away with the 11-point victory. Some of the leading stack getters in the match, Jad Pearson having 24 touches in defence, and Jacob Dragovich having 21 touches. For the goal scorers, Hayden Schleuth had two goals to go with his 20 touches and a bunch of individual goal scorers for the Bulldogs. On the other side of the table, 29 disposals for Ryan Lim, 27 to Jai Bolton and his two goals. He was trying so hard to bring the Claremont Tigers back into the game, but unfortunately their season is done. And the other goal scorers was individual to Callan England and Isaac Barton. So all this all this means is that the grand final is set up, as we mentioned it in the intro. Subiaco versus South Fremantle. It's gonna be an absolute ripper. And while we're here as well, let's touch on the state under-19s game played as the curtain raiser to the AFL grand final on Saturday. That game was at 1 p.m. 
Now, Jacob Van Royen was the hero, and it was a win for the ages. Simply was that. WA winning 8 goals, 11-59 to South Australia, 8 goals, 6-54. Matthew Johnson was announced the best on ground in that game. So what an honour for the under-19s to play on a curtain raiser at the AFL Grand Final at Optus Stadium. The stars of the future, the stars of the AFL, I mean, a number of those, Van Royen and Johnson in particular, will be looking at getting drafted into the AFL next season. So that is the weekend of Waffle Footy. Look, I say these things, but I don't write them. Pop the confetti, I'm Dennis Kimetti. Listen to the Monday Waffle. Oh, yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Now, as we approach the Waffle Grand Final next weekend, let's just touch on the reserves and Colts. So, Subiaco got a huge victory today over Claremont. They won eight goals for 52 to six goals, 8-44. So, they progress to the Grand Final. They'll be taking on Perth in the reserves side. Now, looking at the Colts fixture, the Grand Final is going to be between Claremont and Swan Districts at Optus Stadium on October 2nd as well after the Swannies got a two-point victory over East Fremantle on Sunday. Swan Districts won nine goals, 9-63 to 9-7-61. So that means the Colts game will be played between Claremont and Swan Districts, and then the reserves will be between Perth and Subiaco, and then the league grand final between Subiaco and South Fremantle. If you're loving the Monday Waffle podcast, make sure you head to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Monday Waffle for more awesome content. And while you're there, give us a like. Daniel Litchin sliding into the chair here on the Monday Waffle. Sorry I couldn't join Jules before, but I'm here with a massive interview. South Fremantle Bulldogs getting into the Waffle Grand Final next week. And who better to talk to than their star wingman, Jacob Dragovich. Thanks so much for joining us on the Monday Waffle podcast. Congratulations. You're in the Grand Final. How does it feel, mate? Yeah, no, it's, a, it's an awesome feeling. Um, you know, we, uh, we obviously had a good win, a uh, very exciting win uh, against Claremont by a point uh, a couple of weeks ago and then um, yeah, came up against Subi and we couldn't get the job done but um, had a couple of sore boys on the weekend but we still managed to, to get get the job done and, and get into another grandy which is good. Absolutely. You um, you had a bit of a weak second half but you smashed Mount in the first half. Were you a bit surprised going into half time seeing as the last time you played Claremont they've been you know two one point games? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we sort of had the mindset that we needed to start well, um, knowing we're about 30 points down um, a couple of weeks ago. So, um, yeah, we came out hard early. And, I mean, yeah, to keep them goalless to to three-quarter time is, um, you know, if you said that that to us before the game, you know, we'd take that every day of the week. It's it's pretty good. So, um, yeah, we got a little bit tired in the last quarter, but, yeah, we just managed to hold on. Absolutely. Now, next week, the grand final, um, you know, you're going up against Subi again. How do you think you're going to match up against these guys? You've, you've fallen a bit to these guys. You've only beaten once this year. How, what's the p- kind of plan going into the, this week? Yeah, look, um, we were disappointing um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, well, sorry, last weekend. Um, I think, you know... Giving them a 30-point um, sort of you know buffer at half time, it, it's too hard to, to come back against a team like Subiaco. And you know we fought pretty hard and, and got it back to about 15 points at one stage last week. But um, you know I think we're going to have to bring the intensity from the start. Uh, you know, we're going to have to bring that run. Um, I think Subi 
seem to like it when you know they sort of shut our run down a little bit and we're forced to kick long a fair bit. So I think we've got to run and take the game on a bit, uh, try to change it up. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to the challenge this weekend. For sure. Now, looking at your own game, I mean, you've been playing, you've been really coming out for the final series. Your last six games, you've got 20-plus disposals. You've even got a couple of goals in there. How do you feel you're leading up towards a big dance? Yeah, I'm sort of playing a bit of a different role, um, playing out in the wing um, and, and a little bit of half forward at the moment um, and compared to last year where I was sort of playing a bit more inside mid. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm happy with my form. I'm just trying to, you know, play, play a bit of a different role for the team. Um, We've got some really good inside mids at the moment. You know, Bletchy and, and Florenka are playing really good footy. So, um, yeah, hopefully I can continue that on um, to this weekend. No, it'd be great to see you in there. Speaking of personal performances, um, send over nights tomorrow night, mate. Who do you think's uh, Who do you think's up for it from you guys? Um, yeah, Scoot had a, a really good. Hayden Floyd's had a really good start to the year. Um, you know, I think he would definitely poll well early. He was having sort of you know thirty, forty touch of games with you know two or three goals as well. So. Um, yeah, I'd expect him to be leading it um, for most of the night, I reckon. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he, he goes well. Awesome. So give us an insight in, into your season. How do you think you guys went? I mean, you were second for most of the season, but you kind of fell flat, went to third and fourth um, behind the Tigers and the Falcons there. What made your way back up to second? How do you feel like your season went um, as a team? Yeah, look, it is it is a long year, um, you know, and I think we did laps late late in the year. Um, you know, we probably, well, we did cross ourselves top spot in the end, um, which would have been nice to, to have the week off initially, um, first week of finals. But, but yeah, we did laps against West Perth. I think we're about 20 points up um, going into, you know, the second half, and, and they came back and beat us, uh, which was really disappointing to, to give that up. But, yeah, like I said, it is a long year. Um, it is hard to stay up for the whole year. Uh, we still finished in a, in a strong position um, and you know that, that sort of held us in good stead for this final series and we've been able to sort of navigate our way through through to another grand final which is you know three in a row now which is which is pretty exciting. Exactly right and you mentioned the three in a row you, you missed out on the first one you won the second one you kind of experienced at it now have you got any superstitions or kind of grand final rituals that you have to do before the big game? Um, yeah I'll, I'll the main one in the, in the first year, I was so worried up, I, I probably didn't go to sleep till about 2 or 3 a.m. And um, that probably cost me a lot because I woke up feeling really flat. So, um, yeah, my main one is just to get a good night's sleep. But, um, yeah, with the little one now, she gets up pretty early, um, you know, which, which sort of makes me pretty tired most of the time it comes around. So, um, yeah, that's the, that's the main one for me is just get a good night's rest. And, um, yeah, not, not so much, I'm not so much a superstitious person, so... Um, um, but yeah, I'll just uh, prepare well, and um, yeah, hopefully we do go well. Great. So, what what are you guys doing as a team this week? You got a few training sessions. Captain's run on Thursday. Yep, uh, we're off to the beach tonight. I'm I'm on the way there now, um, and then yeah, training Wednesday, and, and captain's run on Thursday. So um, it'll be an interesting week to see. Uh, you know, the boys are a bit sore last week to see how they're going and, and um, you know, it'll be an interesting selection night on Thursday night. One last thing, you, before your grand final, who do you think your team's essential players are? Who do you think is going to stand up and who do you think will get the Simpson if you guys do take it out? Yeah, um, I think... You know, essential is that inside ball winners. Subi are really strong um, inside. So, you know, you've got Kitchen and Clarkie and, um, you know, those sorts of players that are 
are really hard to play on. So um, I think Florenka and, and Bletchenden, um, as well as Sloisey, um, you know, they, they really need to stand up. And um, you know, I think I think Sloisey's a big game player. You know, he does uh, he kicks the big goals and, and and gets a lot of the footy. So I think if if anyone was to win it, it would probably be him. He'd be red hot favourite. But um, but yeah, and then you know, we just need everyone to be firing. We like like the four boys that came in last week. Everyone played their role. Um, you know, and, and had a red hot crack, and, and that's what got us to that good start against Claremont, and, and we're able to hold on. So, yeah, I think you know everyone needs to share the load, and, and hopefully we can we can take Subie down on the weekend. Awesome. Um, just a quick question. Um, so Dylan hasn't played this week. Uh, he's your regular captain. Who's been stepping in for him, and who will take the reins on on Saturday? Yeah, we've had uh, Mason Shaw step in, um, and yeah, he's been really, really good. He's actually got a really good uh, win record as, as Skip, and um, you know he had the uh, motivational speeches out last week, which was nice. So, um, you know, I think Dylan's still a chance for this weekend. I wouldn't write him off just yet. Um, so we'll see how the week pans out for him. But um, I think he's going to do everything he can to to get up. Um, so. So yeah, but but Mason will be the stepping leader if uh, if Dylan's not available. Awesome, thank you so much for your time, Jake. Um, good luck in the lead up, and we'll see you on Grand Final day, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cheers, mate. Now, I was just about to leave the chair and hand it back to Julian Vigentini, but Will DeFulvio, you've run in and you've Daniel. said, breaking news, breaking news. What's yes, going on? I had to scream back in here just before the pod went live. West Coast Eagles to withdraw from the waffle next year as player fate remains unknown. That is an exclusive out of the West uh, from John Townsend. So the Eagles, after much... And I want to use... I don't use this word lightly. Hullabaloo this season. <laughs> yes. They're, they're no longer going to be in the waffle next season. So it's going to go back to a nine-team comp, um, which is crazy. It's crazy because how long have the Eagles have been in the waffle for? It's They didn't play last season. No, two seasons before that. So... So it was a very short stay from the Eagles. Yep. Um, and they started to put up a very good fight towards the end. Yes, they of did. This season. They absolutely did. And um, they've they've said in... I mean, Trevor Nesbitt has said they don't want to go back into an alignment with the club. They have had an alignment with East Perth twice, Claremont back in the 90s. They've said they don't want to do that. So it's still up in the air as to where their plays are going to come through development. Are they going to go scatter back to original clubs like, like it was in the mid-2000s? And the other thing up in the air is what happens to the 10 listed players on the Eagles reserve side that don't have a team to play for anymore? Mm, I'm thinking Connor West. Does he go back to West Perth? No, he's on the Eagles list. He's playing AFL footy. I know, but when he's not playing AFL footy... Oh, of course. So what, is he just going to go back to his, his old club now? I guess so. I guess all the Eagles players love to do that. Some Eagles players don't have clubs because they haven't been around to, to have a waffle club. John Townsend does say it is likely that these 10 players will go to Perth and East Perth, um, but it's all up in the air. And they're, apparently the WAFC are going to confirm this after the grand final in late October to make sure it's all done and dusted. But they want to get the big game out of the way first, Will. Yeah, I mean, that makes uh, the most sense. I was about to say they wouldn't want to disrupt the very end of the season, but with COVID and everything that's happening, I think the Waffle and the WAFC, they're very, very malleable. They're, they're very good at thinking on their feet and you know keeping the competition going. Um, from their point of view, I can imagine this is a very frustrating thing to happen. Um, but they've been doing it for over 100 years before the Eagles. They're, they'll be fine afterwards. 
Um, I'm just, yeah, it heart goes out to those players out there who now um, their football career hanging uh, in the balance. Uh, no doubt some of them might be thinking there's a long road ahead of them, but it's always worth it, and I uh, can't wait to see what happens next. I think it's going to be uh, very interesting. Yeah, my heart also goes out to all the spectators because now we've only got four games of footy per round, Will. One team's got the buy every round. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I think the spectators have been through the wars as much as some of the players as well, um, spe- purely because of COVID. Um, there are some absolutely loyal and fanatical fans that go down to the Waffle every single week, fans that have been going down for decades now. Um, it's just there's so many spanners in the works at the moment. And for this just to, to break, not even after the season is over, the week of the grand final, it kind of makes you feel like this was, it blew up a bit. This wasn't something that was planned or something that they had decided they were going to do, like maybe a few weeks after the season finished. The week of the grand final and now all of a sudden, nah. Well, there it is, breaking news straight out of the waffle circles. You've heard it here first. Thanks, Will. No worries, Dan. Now, let's fast forward. Only five sleeps to go to the waffle grand final. Subiaco taking on South Fremantle. Now, the last time these two sides met in a grand final was back in 2019, and I think we all can remember what type of day that was. Subiaco flogging South Fremantle by 96 points, 120 to 24. I don't think we'll have a repeat of that again. That was a... Very dominant Subiaco at the time. And South Fremantle, I believe, a welly matched and positioned to take on Subiaco in the grand final. It's going to be an interesting game. I'll give you all the times right now for the occasion Optus Stadium. So, as I said, October 2nd, next Saturday, gates do open at 9.10am with the reserves kicking off at 9.20am. The Colts then playing at 12.10pm. And then the league game between the Bulldogs and the Lions at 3.20pm. It's great to have the Waffle Grand Final back at Optus. Obviously, we missed out last year due to COVID reasons with the game being played at Fremantle. But it's back at Optus. Tickets are still available, so snap up those tickets. The Waffle Commission wants at least 25000 at the game. So get on down next Saturday and support local footy, local state footy, and watch the Waffle Grand Final. The Monday Waffle Crew is going to be there, so there's no reason why you guys shouldn't be too. For my tip for the game, I believe it's going to be a lot closer than it was in 2019 between these two sides. And But I still believe Subiaco will get the victory. I mean, they've been solid all season. Claremont, South Fremantle and Subiaco have all been solid all season. But Subiaco just looked that side above. And I believe they've played well this final series. They've finished top of the ladder as deserved. And they'll go all the way and claim the premiership flag back like they had did in 2019. But look... The Bulldogs will be hungry. They'll be aiming for back-to-back flags. So it's going to be an interesting game. But, yep, my tip is Subiaco Lions. And for the Simpson medal, I'll be tipping Greg Clark. I reckon he'll just add to his dominant year that he's had. And, look, I reckon he'll stand up on the big occasion and provide Subiaco with the victory. So that's my tips. Send us your tips and your Simpson medal predictions at the Monday Waffle. We are available on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So hit us up on our socials. And you can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or, yep, wherever you listen to them. The Monday Waffle will be back next week for the final Monday Waffle of the season. It's been a hell of a ride this season, and we've been grateful for all of our listeners. So stick around for one more week as we review the Waffle Grand Final next week. But thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the Monday Waffle. Enjoy the Waffle Grand Final next week. You should all be there. Five sleeps to go. It's going to be Ripper. Catch you then.
Thanks for listening to the Monday Waffle, proudly brought to you by the students from ECU Broadcasting.